Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. What's up? Happy Tuesday, everybody. How you hanging in there? We had a bunch of Titans calls so far today on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Titans, uh... Yes, it's the Titans talk back presented by Lee Company. is still going on Sunday night. Hey, man, that's the most calls we've gotten in years. I mean, it was like, okay, one, okay, one caller dropped off. Okay, then three more tried to call, and it was crazy. And then we got a bunch of calls yesterday. We've gotten a bunch of calls today. Coach Mack is going to join us next. I think he's even calling. Why not? We'll just keep it going that way. Titans did lose 38-13 to 13 to Arizona. Um, yeah. We got into this earlier talking to the hitman, and we kind of carried over some of the conversation from Sunday um, of what you and Dice both said was those guys are going to watch the film, and then they just have to – they got to process it. And like you said, I'll allow myself to be mad. But then when I start on the next game, I can't think about this anymore. I got to go on the next game. But I mentioned this earlier, and I'll mention it again. The thing that stuck out to me the most was when people's team lose – they just tend to think everybody did everything wrong for the entire 60 minutes. And what you guys said was, no, 11 guys got to do their job. If one guy doesn't, then the play gets blown up. They lose yeah. three or four yards. You mentioned the first play of the game. It's not that 11 guys messed up all the time. It was just one guy messed up this play. Then yeah. son of a gun, one guy messed up the yeah. next play. And, and plays later just kind of mess up. And then the Julio Jones play. I mean, so that's kind of kind of compounds itself. And it's not because of effort. Uh, so, you know, so that 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 wasn't the issue, and it, it's you know it's tough. Uh, I could say this about me personally. You know, a lot of guys are, and it's about your personality. Is a lot of guys after they watch it, they're like, ah, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll we'll we'll, go, we'll be better next year. Not me. It stews with me. Wednesday, I'm still not happy. I'm walking around be like, hey man, I remember when you messed up on this play. And they go, dang, you remember exactly? Yeah, I watched every last one of y'all again. Yeah, you was you didn't stay in your gap. You didn't stay outside on this. We talked about this. Remember? We're going through walkthroughs. I'm still lit. They up here talking about uh what they did, uh, you know, what they had for lunch. I no, mm We on the field. No more uh small talk. I I was just kind of that serious guy. Probably yeah. too serious. But I, I I wanted to win that bad. I, I just I just I wanted to win. Yeah. I want I wanted to win so bad. So pay attention to the details, man. You 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 messed up right there. So you see why you're talking right now? Pay attention. That young guy didn't even matter. They just laugh at me. Oh, I'm serious, bro. I'm serious, man. I'm serious as a heart attack, man. You did not stay in your gap. If you're not going to stay in your gap, then go fast and not, we can play off of you. So we can play. But if you're just going to stand there and then throw the guy and you're throwing him into our gap, I'm a, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to run right up your back rib, and I'm going to hit you dead in your rib. See if you like that. Yeah. Oh, so so those are I, I wasn't that guy that oh yeah everybody flushed it but I remember and I'm still the whole going away into that next game I'm not happy and I'm finding another way even to be pissed off even more going into the next game I, it could be oh man um oh Jamal Adams is a great player I'm about to show him I'm better mm-hmm. uh you know Lockett trying to show uh, he always running deep routes well we're gonna see what he does when somebody hits him in his throat let's see what happens. Oh, Metcalf, oh, he's so big. Yeah, he's so big. Well, I'm about to make him real small. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing him down to my size. See? So you will find all these motivating things to piss you off for the week and going into that game, and you want it to build till Sunday. You don't want to be pissed off. You don't want to be hyped on Wednesday, but you want it to build up to that day. And that's what makes you a competitor. I mean, you want to compete. I'm not going to. That, that wasn't me. That 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 what we watched in that game against the Arizona. That was not me. 
And I'm about to show you this, that, that, that happened. And every now and then, guys got stinkers, me included, everybody. Everybody has played a game where you're just like, I didn't have it for whatever reason. It wasn't ever no first game, though. I can tell you that for me. <laughs> it wasn't going to be no first game. I mean, you, what else could be distraction? This is the first game. <laughs> right. Uh, so It's uh, as healthy as you're going to be. It's as yeah, good as you're going to feel. Yeah. It's, I mean, everything yeah. was laid out in place. Yeah. So, so well, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just frustrating, but they will respond. I guarantee you, or some heads will roll. When I say that, that means somebody gets benched, somebody gets cut. That 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 perform that will not happen again. I promise you that. Just from top all the way down, to the ownership, to the head coach, to GM, to the coaches, and to the leadership group, that will not happen again. If they lay another egg in Sunday on Seattle, I, we'll just have to sleep here on cots and keep taking phone calls. We'll never get out of here on Sunday night. Oh, People I- are gonna be so mad. Everybody on the team, if that happens again this next game, yeah, everybody, every player should be worried about if they're going to be on the team. That's how serious it was to me. You, that kind of performance back-to-back? Yeah. No, it better be a huge gap between that kind of performance and the next time you perform like that. No, no, uh-uh. <laughs> Nah, hey man, they pay these guys millions of dollars, and you are to perform to the best of your ability. And if you don't do that, guess what? We'll find somebody else because there's some other chickadees out here. There's a whole bunch of football players waiting in, waiting for their shot. Whole island for a kit full of kickers waiting to be being here. Whole island full of them. Hey, by the way, whoever kicks for them on Sunday, if it's not somebody from the past, which you know, I don't know if Gostkowski's never. Necessarily going to be taking anybody's call, but if it's nobody from the past, Have they signed a kicker yet. I, I haven't seen that. They always do it at two fifty nine as we're walking out the door. That'll be the ninth kicker for this team since twenty nineteen. Yeah. Whoever it is will be number nine. It'll be the ninth kicker since t- the start of twenty nineteen. Man, two that, years and two I'm gonna tell you before you go to the call. Like, it, it sickens me about the kicking game. It, it really, yeah. and it's because I know how vital and important. That position is as much as they're separate from the team, and probably nobody really knows them besides high and by. But boy, in that game, in the game, you are like, please make the kick. <laughs> Woo! I mean, it's just like, oh, right. and then guess what? Susie, he makes it. You just turn, whether he makes it or miss it, you're still doing the same action. You turn around, go back. Oh, thanks, he made it. Oh God, he missed. I don't know anyone. I, I, I can't tell. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Only person to be talking to the kicker should be uh, maybe the head coach. He should pat him on the back and say, hey, man, we're going to need you later. And that's when you got a veteran kicker, not a guy. You just bring it in and out. Like, you do not talk to the kickers. Do not talk to them. As a matter of fact, if I was a head coach, as soon as, the, as, soon as Bagley missed the extra point, I would have walked to the other end of the field. Head coach, nope, mm-mm, I can't talk to you, man. Mm-mm. Yeah, just just make the next one. If, if I'm going to say something, just, just try to make the next one, though. Because guess what? Because what I'm really implying is, you don't, you don't make the next one. You will not come out of here. And have you, I'm a kick. I'm a that, that that safety. He can kick. Buyer can kick. <laughs> yeah. You may not be here, man. Yeah, Remember, I told you the kicker had his hat on backwards and all, looking like, like, hey, look at me. He was too casual, dude. That should have hurt you. You should have been like, man, I lost my opportunity to be an NFL kicker. Well, he did because he this is business, today. bro. Yeah. And that's how everybody gonna feel. Yeah. If you if you play like a you know crap as a uh, or a poop. Fit. Something that rhymes with fit. Uh, Tommy in Nashville is going to have a fit if we don't get to it. Tommy, thanks for calling the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. What's going on? 
Uh, Blaine, you were talking earlier about uh, Murray, and what I noticed, and I want to know from your days, it was really scary to me that a lot of times he wasn't throwing to a receiver. He was throwing to a spot. Yep. And the receivers, they know, okay, we got to get to this spot. And if we get there, the ball's going to be there. And it was just, you know, I know Spurrier did that, and maybe everybody's doing that nowadays, but I know Spurrier kind of started that down in Florida. And I was just, yeah, at the game, I was just amazed how he was just on some place just throwing it to a spot and the receiver was getting there. And uh, another thing is, this this deal, y'all stirred my thunder a little bit on the kicking situation. What makes it bad, in my opinion, is we had this problem last year. We had time to get this corrected. I know people get hurt and things of that nature, and it was a freak thing. But our kicking situation is not resolved, and it should have been resolved because of what we went through uh, last year. And it's still not resolving. I just hope it doesn't bite us in the butt down the road. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we're trying to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl, I hang up and listen. Yeah, well, well the, the kicking situation, I, I would have hard palpitations. I'm a head coach. I mean, seriously now, they, they've had the injury issues in the buck. And I don't know what's going on. The kicker, like something, the growing, I, I think that's what happened with Thicken. Yeah. I'm like, what? The, Tucker McCann, who they thought it seemed like he was going to win the job, Got hurt, fluke accident in the Falcons game. Or was it Falcons? Yeah, the Falcons game. I fell on him. Yeah, I mean, so he was done. Yeah. Uh, and, and so now you have to scramble and define a kicker. Literally the week of game one. That's that's not their fault. Now, I don't know how thickening strain of growing in practice on a what was it a two zero? I don't know what what day was it. I, all I know was him. Uh, David Long Jr. hamstring and Chris Jackson hamstring. I'm like, man, why are guys getting hurt on game week? What are they doing? You supposed to be just a Simon base. We ready to rock and roll. Game not till Sunday. Yeah. So I I I don't know, man. It's just the luck, man. That's just bad luck. When you talking about muscle injuries, man, I jeez, I I, I I would be sick to my stomach about the kicking game. I really would. Yeah, that that would eat at me. Uh, as far as, yeah, throwing to a spot, that's all the quarterbacks, all the great ones. I try to tell you, Kyler Murray was the real deal. A lot of people try to question me, especially uh, friends of mine. Say, hey, man, I watched him in a couple games. This guy, he's kind of got this, I don't give a crap, and I know I'm good. And, boy, them are the ones that's dangerous, and he's still young. He's gaining that confidence. He looked like he was in full control of that game of that offense. Boy, and he right. was throwing dimes. He threw some bad passes. Yeah, Byard got him. Yeah. But he was dropping them in the bucket. He's played them 12 times in history. Let's hope it stays that way. I don't want to see him anytime again soon. I do want to see Coach Mack, though, and he's going to join us next. We'll keep the Titans discussion going. Uh, Cousin P, hold on. If you want to convert this into a Coach Mack question, we'll just work you into the discussion with yeah. Coach Mack. That's coming up next. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Any questions for Coach Mack? Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Nothing like talking with Coach Mack after a Titans win or a Titans loss, and he joins us at the same time every Tuesday. Coach Mack, thanks for the time today. How in the world are you doing? Hi, Mickey. Hi, Blaine. How we doing, guys? 
Coach, we're great. doing we're doing great. So let, let's just ask you this: the loss is in the rearview yeah. mirror a couple of days. You have time to watch everything. Let's start with something positive. We'll do that. What did you look back on tape that you say, "Hey, I like that"? I, th- what were the things or thing that you liked that you saw? Well, I mean, when you watch a ball game, I mean, whether you win or lose, you know, everything's not always great and everything's not always awful. Now, you know, losing losing in the National Football League is is hurtful. I mean, it just it, it is so painful, and it it, it is. I mean, it's yep. painful. It's painful for everybody involved. I mean, look, I've been involved in over 550 Ooh, real NFL. That's a lot of pain there, Coach Mac. That's a lot of pain. Well, no, I've won, I've, I've won some <laughs> of them too. But the, the thing about it is, is you've got to be realistic about it. And the other thing is, is you've got to get over the pain and get on to the next game. And that's that's something that's extremely extremely important. But to but to but to have uh, uh, sad feelings and angry feelings and 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 puzzled feelings when you get beat, especially when you got beat like the Titans got beat on Sunday. I mean, that's natural, and that's got to happen. But what you have to do as, a, as an individual and then as a team, and I've been a head coach, so I know you've got to bring the team together. And first of all, the thing that happens after that, guys, I think you guys have heard me say this before, but you, when, when, you, when you gather up again on Monday after one of those things, you know, in your, in your, in your team meetings, it has to be a nameless, rankless debriefing. I mean, you've got to, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't soft pedal around anything mm-hmm. because this league is for real. It's for real, and everything matters. And so you, you go through that, but then you also realize that you're going to have to, you've got a team that you're going to have to develop, and it's going to be the same team. And it's, it's real easy to say, and I don't deal in ifs and buts and candy and nuts, because you can't, the National Football League, you can't ditch a whole team and bring in a whole new team. You've got to develop the team you have, and you've got to get straight what you didn't get right when you lost. But it is painful, and believe me, I understand that. And like Blaine said, when you, you know, there's a lot of pain when you lose a game, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, it's painful. You mentioned getting into, like, there's no name and there's no rank once you start breaking down the film. What were those film sessions like for you after not just a loss, but a loss like that where it just seemed like nothing nothing seemed to work for great amounts of time? Well, I mean, it, it, it's not like everything didn't work, but right. the, the things didn't work at an opportune time. I mean, and, and so you just got to be honest with what's going on. Now, look, if you're getting beat, Physically, like some of those throws that were made were coverage, and they just make a play. Yep, right. I mean, they good. You're going to play good players every week in the Knights Football League. You're paid to make plays. They're paid to make plays. If you get beat physically, uh, then you know what that comes with the territory. But if you get if you get beat mentally and you have unforced errors, those are the things that you've got to correct immediately because those are the things that you just can't have. Coach Mack, our guest, giving us the Mack attack. Dave McGinnis brought to you by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Every week on this show, you need great health care coverage and affordable price. Let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through it. They got you covered just like Coach Mack. Yeah, Coach Mack, yeah, unforced errors. Those are the things that you can control as a player. Those are unacceptable. But when you look at the game and you just – I mean, how surprised were you that – and I remember you talking about the D-line of Arizona and how some of those guys impressed you. Uh, especially in the interior, let alone we know what Jones is all about and what. But uh, that the way the offensive line and how they got handled in this game, was it surprising to you? Or did you kind of say, well, I could see if they played and we win some, we lose some, but they, they handled us up front on offense. Or did you see it differently once you watched the film and different guys were taking turns really messing up? No, it was very surprising to me, Blaine, mm-hmm. because, you know, the offensive line – 
you know, going through the last season, you know, was, was one of our strengths. Now, yeah. you look at the offensive line and you look at the, the, the lack of cohesion that we've been able to have because of injury and recovering from injury throughout this preseason, uh, you know, but look, there are no excuses in the National Football League, <laughs> right, Blaine? There's, yeah. there's just, that's just the way it is. I mean, that's life. I mean, I lived that life for 31 years straight. You know, there, there are no excuses. And so you, you have to make it work. And, yes, it surprised me. It didn't surprise me. And we talked on this show before, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, we're going to have Mac talk again tonight, you know, and, and people call in. But what Rhett and I do is we'll break down the opponent because, you know, I, I watch the opponent pretty closely, just like when I was coaching. I know what they have. And it didn't surprise me at the skill level of Arizona's defense mm-hmm. because, you know, we talked about it now. Did it surprise me that they were able to dominate it up front like they were on a on a on a uh, more times than not basis? Yes, it did. Mm. Now, you can spin this any kind of way you want to, but, man, I sure expect the Titans. Didn't mean they're going to win the game against Seattle, but I want to see how my team, if I'm Vrabel, how they respond and not just, you know, all the way leading up to the game. Uh, really to see what they're worth and then, you know, uh, to see if, you know, if this is a wake-up call to the Titans that, you know, need to quit reading all those press clippings that we're a Super Bowl-type can- contending team. Well, hopefully, you know, if you're a professional, you don't mm-hmm. – that that shouldn't affect you. And if it does, then you've got the wrong mindset to be in this mm-hmm. profession. But Mike Vrabel kind of alluded to that, uh, I, I think, Blaine, Did he? didn't he? And his first press conference there, you know, I mean, after the ball game where he said, mm-hmm. you know, all right, we're getting ready to find out what our culture yep. is and what he was meaning by that is what's our approach to this. And you, you've been there and I've been there. And look, when you, when you come in there, when you come in, even before that, look, when I was coaching, if, when, when we, no matter what game we played, I always went back to the office. If, if, if I was, if we was the home game that night to watch the, the film and you had to wait for it to be developed in. Now you don't, you know, in the latter part of my coaching career, I mean, it, it was immediately there. And so you've got to watch it and you've got to dissect what happened. But that, that's the way your players have to approach it, too, because flushing it doesn't mean forgetting it. Flushing it means being able to dissect it, mm-hmm. figure out what's right and what's wrong, and then get a resolve and an, and an answer as to how you're going to get it right. And then, and then it starts with, with, with your preparation and your practice all week. It's not just all of a sudden, you know, after, after that, that, that Monday film session, you say, okay, we're moving on to the next one. No, you got to move on with a purpose. And that's what he was talking about. Mm. I think Vrabel and staff, at least in previous years, have done a great job balancing out, you know, when is the time to kind of turn the page and start throwing the football and not panicking, right, in a game, and then they end up winning the game because they stuck with the running game. With the way the game was going in this game, how hard is it to be a play caller and say we're going to get away from what we are as an identity and and kind of reverse the the pendulum and and be more of a passing team? When does that happen, and how do those discussions happen throughout a game? Well, you know, there was a point in the ball game there where, I mean, it was, you know, it was, it, you, you had a chance to get it, you know, from yep. all of a sudden a uh, runaway early down to an 11 point spread, which is still very viable. Yeah, it was 24 13. So mm-hmm. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So your, 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 your run pass options on conflict downs are still very much there for you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and so that's important. Now, at in the end of the third quarter, or right before the third quarter ended, then the run game was completely gone. All right, because now the score is separated so far. So I think uh, things that happen during the game dictate that. And it's and, and look, I, I, 
even when I was coaching, and I learned it very, very quick, you know, when I was a young coach, because, you know, when I first came in the league, you know, I was a hot shot college coach, and I thought I was really smart, and I found out real quick, you know, and Mike Dick had told me one time, hey, let me tell you something, kid, why don't you concern yourself with things that you can control, and I went, yes, sir, you're right, yeah. all right, and so the thing to me is, is in a ball game, you, you've still got to, you've still got to stay with what you think will give you a chance, especially on conflict downs, until it gets out of whack one way or the other. That game got out of whack with the run game. You know, once, once we were, once, if we had it, could have got it down to 11. And then when they hit that screen, they hit that screen that all of a sudden, you know, that they converted on that third down and, and then they went ahead and scored and now it's separated. Then your run game's gone, boy. Well, with Coach Mack giving us the Mack attack. And anyone want to give us a call at 737-1045 The Zone, please, if you want to ask a question to Coach Mack, he'll be on Mack Talk tonight uh, with him and Rhett Bryan. So, uh, yeah, just give us a call. Give us a shout. Ask Coach Mack. Absolutely. Coach Mack, we got uh, Cousin P on, uh, and he wants to ask you a question, so we're going to bring him on. Cousin P, say hello to the one and only Coach Mack. Coach Mack, it's always a pleasure to hear your voice and your insight, man. I'm telling you, dude, we love you so much, Coach. Thank you for for doing what you do, buddy. Cousin P, that's so kind of you. And look, I believe me, I, I'm here at this job, and I and when I came back, I I did it for a lot of reasons because I really love it here, and I, I this organization was very good to me for eight years. It's been great for me now starting into five seasons. But I came back for the fan, with the fans, too. The fact that I enjoy about this part of my career now, I can, I can, I can associate and I can interact with the fans, and I, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. So uh, my take on week two, and I want to maybe see, if the, you know, as, as a coach who's had the headsets on, this is kind of what you're thinking, what you're telling the boys in the locker room. Um, but I'm thinking on, uh, on Sunday we need to just come out and do something that nobody expects us to do, and that's coming out and start maybe throwing the ball. I would love to see Tannehill in a shotgun formation just for, just for the first play. No play action fake. Use the two receivers that you have on the outside that are phenomenal. One's a Hall of Famer, and one could possibly be a Hall of Famer. Uh, so I kind of want to get your opinion on that, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thanks, Cousin P. Look, I mean, they're, they're dissecting the film right now. I've already watched Seattle. I watched Seattle in the preseason. But they didn't play any of their guys. And then I watched that first, this first regular season game. Ken Norton Jr. is their defensive coordinator. And I tell you what, they run a lot of that defense that, that Pete Carroll brought with him, you know, which is that match zone cover three. But uh, Ken Norton, you know, over the years uh, has, has kind of put some of his flavor to it. What we are going to face early on are some varied fronts from them. And so if we come up there in there and spread them out, once you come in and spread somebody out, they can either do one or two things to you. And, and Blaine can sit there and tell you this. You've either got two mindsets. And early in the ball game, as a defensive play caller, I had two mindsets on this. Somebody came up and spread it out. I was going to do one or two things. I was either going to pressure them with more people than they could block, because if you spread everybody out, all right, you don't have enough to block up extra pressure, or I'm going to sit back there and rush three and rope-a-dope them and play, you know, play a – uh, five under three deep and just let them just let them nickel and dime it down the field and so I think the Titans will probably do some of that I'm not sure if they'll do it the first play or not but I do know this in watching Ken Norton Jr. not only this year but over the years uh, with Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll is very much involved still in that defense when you come out and spread it out those are one of the two options you are going to get from them so as an offense when you come out and do spread them out and, and you're looking at this, you know, we, we saw it, you know, in, in, in the indie game. They're going to have one of those two answers to you, so you're going to have to be able to have a counter answer to those things. 
Coach, great stuff. We got another caller, Ray. Hey, hey, he's checking in all the way from Rochester, New York, with a question for you, Coach Mack. Ray, say hello to Coach Dave McGinnis. Hi, Coach. How you doing? Ray, I'm doing good. How's the weather up there in Rochester? It's actually warm, about 85 degrees and sunny, so nice day so far. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Glad. And thanks for calling in, Ray. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, so my question is, I've watched pretty much every game over the last couple of years, and it seems like we never take any deep shots. It seems like if there's eight people in the box stopping the run, why don't we take shots 40, 50 yards down the field? Like I watch other teams that take probably 40 shots a game. We've taken four a season, it seems like, over the last couple of years. I'm just wondering your thought on that. Ray, thanks for calling in. I mean, they have taken deep shots before. I mean, you, you know, you, 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 you've seen it, especially with A.J. AJ Brown last year. You'll see it this, this year with Julio. But let me tell you something about deep shots. When you take deep shots, there, there's something that, that has to happen. First of all, defensively, if people are laying off of you, you know, if they're not up there impressed, well, then when you take deep shots, you've got to be, you gotta be pretty uh, sure that you can, you can just get the one-on-one down there. You're talking to Blaine Bishop back there. He's played some middle-of-the-field safety before. If you've got a team that you know off of certain splits and certain formations that this is a deep-shot formation, you can lean one way or the other and give a two-on-one help down there. Now, deep shots to me have got to be a big – because explosives are a big part of being successful in the National Football League. We just saw it last week. You know, when, when we played the Cardinals, they had, they had, they had explosive plays, you know, uh, and, and, and those types of things flip plays and flip games in the National Football League. But the Titans have taken deep shots, and the Titans will continue to take deep shots when the circumstances dictate it. But just to, just to line up and throw it deep every time, regardless of what you're seeing defensively, that's not a real high percentage play. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no question about it. Especially in this league, you kind of got to design some things and, Unless you you know you got somebody you think is overmatched against a young player or first time player, so yeah, coach, I want to ask you the yeah. kicking game. And, and as a, if I was a head coach, and it's just as me, and I, I don't think I have the right temperament, so I would just walk the other way with my kicker. As much issues we've had, I would never be talking to my kicker anyway. If I was well, head coach, besides, right, right, hey, good right, job. Right. But I, what do you do going into a game that you signed a kicker that you don't even know? Like, how do you even well, I mean, trust what, that the what, kicker can make kicks? Well, what else could they do? I mean, they really didn't. I mean, first of all, you got a kicker that gets hurt on a personal foul in Atlanta. That's going to be your kicker, right? right. Then you've got a guy that comes in that, that's your kicker that, that's knocking him through and doing good and then pulls his groin on Friday. Friday. <laughs> What's the Friday. luck of that? Well, I mean, it's really bad. And then all, and then all of a sudden, you know, you 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 see the, find the best guy out there. Right. He's on the West Coast. Badgley is because he's out there with the Chargers. So you fly him across the country. He's never worked with the holder. He's never worked, you know, you know, with, with with the snapper. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's in the ball game, and he and he and he pulls the first extra point. And then he misses a field goal. But as a as a head coach, let me just say this, and I'm <laughs> saying this with all honesty. I never talked to kickers much because I didn't know what to say to them. <laughs> all right. I mean, I'm talking about even in great times, other than good jobs. All right. But uh, th- th- to me, to me, that situation, I mean, you were put in a really tough situation yes. as a Titans organization mm-hmm. with no fault of your own. You had to react to two really strange things happening, I mean, in untimely manners. And so, you know, uh, look, I had a kicker, Grammatica. I mean, we see his brother doing. You know, we see Martin doing commercials, commercials now. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. think Bill's doing any commercials. But he jumped up celebrating a kick at the Meadowlands when we were playing the Giants and came down and blew his ACL out in the first quarter. So I don't have a kicker for the rest of the game. And if I was ever going to say anything to a kicker, I'd have said something then. I didn't say anything to him. 
That's what I thought, Coach. That's what I thought. We're both defensive-minded guys. All right, lastly, yeah. though, and, and this is going into you know the office of tackles, and I'm not just going to say Lawan. The office of tackles were having issues in this game. So when, as a coach, do you determine that maybe you go back to a little bit about what you did last year and, and helping guys out with the chips and the tight end doubling down? I know they did it a little bit with the tight end, but then he was one-on-one and he got beat too, Swain. And so uh, I just wh- – when does that process in your brain as a head coach, you start thinking in-game, in-moment, uh-oh, this is not what we envisioned. We may need to help one of our, our guys or, or maybe both. Well, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it if, if they keep on pressuring off the edge. I mean, you're going to have to, and they will, and they will do it. And here's the other thing, Blaine, that I'm going to bring up. And, and people are going to – sometimes when you're watching an NFL game and you see, like, if it's second and long or, or and, they, and all of a sudden you see them make a, make a play-action move, you're going, what are they doing play-action for? Right. Nobody's, uh, nobody is respecting the run. Well, a lot of your play-action protections are max protection, protection. okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's the way you slide a line and get help back to the other side. But are you going to have to do it if you can't protect the edges one-on-one? Absolutely you are. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering, like, did they make that kind of adjustment in-game, not thinking that they would have to do that? Well, I think early on, you know, they, they were believing that they could, that they could handle it. And, you know, that's what you were thinking, especially, you know, once you had, once you had Taylor back, because that's his, that's his strength is being able to handle, you know, a, a rusher on that side. And he, and he struggled, and he admitted, you know, that he struggled. And so, yes, if that, if that starts happening, but – as I said, all of a sudden now, Blaine, you're into a situation now when the score got separated. If you're going to keep, if you're going to keep people in to help, that limits the number of people that you have out, and they know you're going to throw it. So now, what they've got, <laughs> they've got, they've got double on their side. They know you're going to throw it, so they can, they can bring all the heat they want. And if they know that you're keeping people in to lessen the number of people you've got out in the route, then that uh, strengthens their chance. To cover people, so yep. it, when you get the score gets separated like that did in the game, it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. Coach, great stuff as always. It just flies by. So for people who say, "Gosh, I didn't get enough Coach Mac," well, guess what? Tonight you got plenty of Mac coming up. You and Rhett Bryan on Mac Talk right here on one zero four five The Zone. Yeah, Mickey, Rhett and I will take calls for an hour that we always do. It's always loaded up with questions. We love interacting with the fans. That's why we brought Mac Talk to life a couple of seasons ago and we look forward to it crazy to think as much as you're on people still pack that show and they got even more questions coach you are truly middle tennessee's head coach we appreciate you appreciate it coach well coach mack loves middle tennessee you guys thanks guys you're the best to me see you appreciate it coach mack hey that dude's the best and not many people that accessible that dude just show after show after podcast after more shows He'll answer every question you ever throw at him. So just keep throwing at yeah, him. Love when he talks in third person. Yeah, no, and we're going to yeah, find out fantastic. that Coach Mack probably does a, a Hammer's Red Bull or something. What did he say? We're going to find out the trick, man. Truck's full of yeah, it. It's, it's something. Hot. Maybe some of these drinks in here, uh, this rise or whatever they got over there. <laughs> man, he, he, something, man. That guy doesn't stop, man. All right, when we come back, we're going to hit you with this. I got a question on Blaine and Mickey. Which version of Monday Night Football did you watch? It is I, let's say this. I'm very surprised at the answer so far from you guys. Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone.
Blaine and Mickey, 104.5 The Zone. Appreciate you hanging out with us. By the way, let's just uh, let's just say this. We know that y'all are listening, and we appreciate that you're listening. Yeah, no we, doubt. You you guys make the show, and gals, and we get great feedback. You call the show. You're in the zone uh, TV feed, and we just appreciate you doing everything that you do to uh, to help this show be what it is because it's the two of us, and it's Lewis, and it's all of you. So we appreciate you. It's their show. It is. Yeah, so We're just the knuckleheads with the microphone. <laughs> yep. Lucas controls yeah, the you microphone. Yeah, you and your Kiss t-shirt, too, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I said on brand today, you know. Usually I just wear plain stuff, but I thought, now nah, I'm going to wear my Kiss t-shirt today. Well, one of one of many. Uh, now, I've seen Kiss a few times. Uh, HTX, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff in this, but it says, have a good day, guys, in the Zone TV. Yeah. Uh, well, you up? do the same. Yeah. It's a beautiful day, too. I thought it was supposed to rain all week, so I'm excited that it's... it's Nice and sunny. Yeah, it, it, I guess there's more tropical stuff that was supposed to be here or not, but uh, we have yet to have any rain today, and it was supposed to have rained. Now, uh, I have seen Kiss many, many times. Uh, I've never seen the Manning Vision until last night. Manning M- Manning Night Football, as they're calling it. Is that what they call Peyton it? Peyton and Eli, yes, they're having a good time Manning with it. Live. We asked this question, which version? Because that game, I had to write this down. This was that game last night. Las Vegas was down 14 to nothing in the second quarter, but they just kept hanging around. They tied it with 3.44 to go. Then the Ravens went up 27-24 with 37 seconds to go. The Ravens went up. Then the Raiders somehow tied it again at 27. Then they looked to have had it won in overtime on a long pass play. Gets called back. No, his knee was down. Right. Carr throws a pass, bounces off a receiver, gets picked. Ravens are like, okay, they're going to go win it. Then Carl Nassib strips the ball from Mar Jackson, takes the ball away. They literally tried to kick a field goal and could not get the Raiders tried to kick a field goal after they got the ball back and couldn't get the field goal team on the field. So then they got a delay of game. So then they just stuck everybody back out there. And David Carr said this after the game. We talked about this weeks ago that they have this look, and if we see it, he said, Zay Jones and me are at the building first every day. This is something we talked about. This is pretty cool. Well, they recover zero. And so he looks at Zay Jones. Fades back is getting hit. He pulled the Kyler Murray. Getting hit. Throws the ball. To a spot. To a spot. Zay Jones runs right underneath it, grabs Nobody's it, runs around. in. That's how they win Where was the, the guy defending him? Where was he at? When I see the highlight, because I fell asleep. Where was the guy guarding him? Nobody deep. For the Ravens, nobody. Oh, wow. Nobody back there. No one. Not even one person. Now, it was a great game. The atmosphere, they were lit there in there now. They had a DJ. Oh. They had the, 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 the restaurant, the Rumble Gobber. Let's get I mean, Yeah, they, they were pumped up. You could hear it through the TV. It was, you know, really that was the opening day of that stadium. Last year was, but there was no fans. Yeah. So that, that stadium was pretty impressive. So it was an exciting game, really good game, man. That that was the way it's supposed to be, man. But, yeah, how did you watch the game? Did you watch the 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 regular Monday night crew or did you watch the Manning crew? And then all his guests, Barkley and Kelsey and Russell, uh, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, my cousin. I mean, yeah, my twin. <laughs> I wish. This is... This is who people watch, according to Blaine and Mickey Twitter. Did you watch regular version or did you watch the Mannings? 78.2% watched the Mannings, not the regular version. They watched the Mannings. 21.8% watched the regular version. I will say this. I flipped over there for a minute, and it was funny, but the game was so good, 
I just wanted to see the game, so I turned back. Now, I will tell you this. There'll be blowouts, and there'll be games, because Monday Night Football, as the season wears on, you're like, why is it these two teams? And there'll be some of those moments, and when that happens, I'm going to flip over and watch those knuckleheads, because it'll be a lot more fun. But last night, the game was so good, I just wanted to watch the game. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this. I probably was 50-50, and I think – you know, the Manny's had a little bit of an advantage because they're sitting on the couch and they can be a lot looser and not, we all know what working in the media is like and you have to be streamlined and, and ha- can't say certain things. So I thought the Manny's got a chance to really, you know, say some things maybe you couldn't really say on air. But getting to hear their perspective from a quarterback's view and what was thinking, especially when they went inside on uh, when uh, Gruden was talking to the quarterback in their helmet. I really like that. Yeah. I really like because people have no idea. He actually can become a distraction, you know, at some point because he's trying to tell him everything else after he tells him a play. So I thought that was cool. You know, and Manny's, you know, Peyton, his personality is uh, infectious. I mean, you, you just gravitate to him and he, he makes it entertaining. So I thought they had a better chance to be a little more entertaining, sit at home, more relaxed, and where they had to, you know, the guys on Monday Night Football had to be corporate, and, you know, they're in their suit. Sure. And they did their job, and I thought they were solid, too. Uh, but, you know, Manny's was funner to watch. And it was their first time, so naturally you're interested to see what is, you know, their product and see what they, you know, they say and do and everything else. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. But at the same time, I miss, you know, I wonder how long that'll last. It, it reminds me of what me, Clay, and Brent, we did the Music City Miracle, uh, Music City Miracle, Music City uh, Bowl. Uh, we called the game just like that. It was hilarious. I mean, we were talking all over the place, having a good old time. You know, it was, you know, just like you're sitting at home on the couch with a brew. That's what it was like. And uh, 3HL is about to be like that because they're live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Hermitage, Old Hickory Boulevard in Hermitage, Tennessee. Go by, see them, have some wings. Tell them we said, hey, because they're going to keep you uh, entertained Ooh. all the way on your drive home. But it's time for us. We got to go. Yeah, and as always, you know, Mickey, relax, everyone. Enjoy yourself. But also relax and have peace in your life.